We are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, geeks, and welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we're discussing all the things we're looking forward to in 2021. In our season three premiere, we decided to take a look back at 2020, albeit a bit of a weird year, but we wanted to celebrate some of the highlights from what was released in the past year. But today's episode, we're looking forward. Before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly podcast covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me for today's episode, we have my lovely co-hosts, the notorious Nate Shelton. And <laughs> in the screen just to the right of him, we have the knuckle puck kid, Kevin Hudson. Oh, it's knuckle puck time? I'm down. What is knuckle puck? Oh, is that a thing? You, you, even the mighty ducks is beyond your range of what you've seen? <laughs> oh, no. Like, come oh, on, no. Um, how you guys doing? Good. Doing well? Yeah. Doing well? Yep. This is uh, episode two of our third season of the Geek-Centric Podcast, and I'm really excited for our topic, so let's get right to it. So as I already mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about things we're looking forward to in 2021. With so many movies, streaming shows, and hell, even collectibles from 2020 being delayed, 2021 could be a big year, pending any more foreseeable delays, of course. In fact, we already got news that the latest 007 movie, No Time to Die, has been delayed yet again from its April 2nd, 2021 date to October 2021. This, along with Ghostbusters Afterlife, Jared Leto's Morbius, and Tom Holland's Uncharted movie have all been pushed. So, with that in mind, we must preface that this list of what we're excited for or anticipating is with the caveat of pending delays or any further delays. Now, much like our last episode, this will be a list of categories, five to be exact, and we will round robin the discussion, giving you, our fond listeners, an opportunity to hear what we're excited for this coming year. Are you guys ready to discuss 2021. Oh, so ready. Come on. You guys, just, you guys must just... have been doing some serious research and digging for this. Like how much, like it's crazy to see the lists of things that have. There's a lot. Yeah, there's it was, tons. It was fun was, and I'm exciting. Shocked. It's like, wow, this is going to be a jam-packed year, even, you know, with everything that's going on. It's kind of exciting. Unless it all gets pushed back uh, to 2022. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think there's still a couple categories that we'll discuss that are a little yeah. bit more certain. Yeah, sure. Some of the I, movies if... might be, you know, uh, yeah. wishful mm -hmm thinking we'll see but i think tv yeah. and stuff will be safe yeah i think streaming is going to be safe it's the productions of streaming that might be like things that are in production that might be coming out or should be coming out in 2022 that could be delayed to you know to your point kevin it looks like maybe movies i think in the latter half of the year if this thing gets pulled any longer and um yeah i think some movies could get pushed from the end of 2021 to 2022 all right let's get right into it let's let's start with our very first category um guys i want to know what upcoming streaming shows in 2021 are you guys most looking forward to? Uh, Kev, why don't we start with you? As I said uh, to start off here, it was it was uh, super exciting, sort of looking into some of the shows that are coming out, and uh, I'll I'll be the first to admit that some of the 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 shows that I'm most excited about, I had no idea were even a thing or coming soon um, as I was putting together my list. So, uh, I mean, I think there's a few obvious choices, uh, especially for listeners of ours. They'll know we're big fans of things like the Disney Plus shows that are coming out. And so I think the ones I'm excited for are uh, back on my good friend Network TV. Um, Wait, what? Yes, I know. I know. It still That's exists. still a thing in 2021? It still exists. I mean, I'm wow. not sure where, say, somebody who's on the whole streaming Hulus and all these things would find... Um, the next uh, iteration of American Crime Story. So that's the oh, uh, cool. the series from Ryan Murphy. Um, I loved uh, the first season, which was OJ. I thought it was so well done. The second season with um, uh, Versace, I wasn't as interested in the story and just I didn't get as hooked into that one. But uh, the third season uh, is called Impeachment. And of course, that means it's looking at 
Mr. William Jefferson Clinton and one Monica Lewinsky. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Bill Clinton uh, is going to be played by Clive Owen. Uh, I think that's a, a very interesting choice there. So I'm excited wow. to see how that goes. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, and Lord of the Rings, I'm very excited for. If only because the fact that they've put down a five-season commitment and, a, wow. and over a billion dollars into the production budget... I want to see what this is going to be like. This could be a pre this could be, you know, Game of Thrones level in terms of, you know, production quality and scope. So who's to say that that didn't inspire the idea of doing Lord of the Rings as a TV show? Right. Like, I 100 percent think that that is a huge part of it. Uh, you called me the knuckle puck kid at the beginning of the program. And that's very <laughs> fitting because hopefully this year. We get to see the Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus. Yeah, Lorelai from uh, from Gilmore Girls is in yeah, it. Yeah, right? she's kind of playing the the Gordon Bombay role in this one. Yeah, That's so cool. it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And now I know Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez, Emilio. Uh, he's going to be uh, in it in some capacity. I'm not sure. Uh, I think he's the villain, actually. So that's awesome. So he's like the duck, the Mr. Duckworth of this. That's one, exactly. Of. Yeah, yeah cool. that's, I think that's it. That's very cool. Can yeah. you kind of give off maybe some Cobra Kai vibes or something like that, that right? And maybe that's what that, they're seeing, and they're they're maybe we're trying to replicate. That's it? such I a think good so. show because the the quality and success of Cobra Kai gets me excited. That a project like this that would seemingly be not very good, it has right, the potential right. to at least be fun and you know engaging in a in a sort of way. You know, I'm not looking for you know, uh, uh, a Sunday night HBO drama quality show here. I just want to have fun and get back into a, you know, like they, they're wearing the old school ducks, mighty ducks jerseys. Like, it's just like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on that. Um, and then I had one more final one. And this was one where I just, I had never heard, I didn't know it was coming out, but it seems very fun. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez star as true what? crime fans who become embroiled by an actual murder in their apartment building. Uh, this is called Only Murders in the Building. It'll be on Hulu, so I'm going to have to struggle to find this one. Um, but uh, this has a very, like, Manhattan murder mystery vibe. That was a 93 Woody Allen movie uh, where a husband and wife are convinced that their neighbor has murdered his wife. But so this sort of seems like it's going to be that fun sort of energy where these true crime fans uh you know are trying to solve an actual crime or mystery and that just sounds like a lot of fun given the cast I, and everything i hope the punch to that joke though is that they're the ones that caused it like maybe <laughs> who knows hopefully you didn't just spoil it for me okay that's no, one I off my exactly. list of what to look forward to no but uh Very cool. so yeah i just tried to find a few like oh that's a thing and and i got yeah. kind of excited when i was doing that yeah yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Nate, what shows are you looking forward to in 2021? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm going to go by by the book here and just talk about all the Marvel and, and Disney Plus stuff that we're going to be expecting. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm on the same page with that. Like, I, I 100%, that's the, you know, looking at the list, like, I think a lot of it has to do, though, with the fact that we're already in 2021 and we're watching WandaVision. Sure. Yes. And uh, I'm enjoying WandaVision, uh, you know. Last year, as I said in in the last episode, uh, the Mandalorian was was one of the highlights for me. So I'm I'm definitely on that that trajectory of looking forward to Loki. Is I think the one that I'm most excited for. Uh, followed up with uh, maybe Miss Marvel if if that ends up coming out towards the end of this year. Um, but this could be a big year for them to get some like you know universe building content on this streaming platform that you know is promising to be what it is. Um, for sure, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of of streaming, I mean, before I talk about <clears throat> kind of the, the the main thing that I'm stoked about, um, I wanted to just quickly mention uh, Foundation uh, is a a new streaming show coming to Apple TV Plus. Uh, if you haven't watched the trailer for it, you have to go check it out. Um, you know, I think Kevin, you were talking about the Lord of the Rings potentially being like a Game of Thrones level show. I think I think this might actually be a Game of Thrones in space. Um, based on it's based on Isaac Asimov's book, um, and yeah, dude, it looks so cool. Like I'm, I'm so in for it. Like I think it's gonna be a huge win for the service, uh, and and yeah, it's just it just looks really suspenseful and and dramatic and and epic, and it looks like one of those series that's you know it's not gonna hold your hand. David S. Goyer is behind this whole project. Yeah, this is interesting. Does it have a a, a hard date? Sorry, I don't believe so. I just have 2021. I heard about it um like middle of last year, so it's 
I'm sure it's it's well on its way. Um, and then diving into the Disney Plus stuff, of course, um, the Book of Boba Fett and Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that stuff. Um, the Bad Batch, I think I'm really, really stoked for. Uh, jumping back to more Star Wars animation, I was just such a big fan of the Bad Batch from the Clone Wars. And, and they were the highlight right? of that season. And it's going to be it's gonna be cool to see like more of Order 66 from the Empire side. Yeah. Right? Like it's going to it's gonna be really cool to see kind of like how that all panned out and, and what that looks like from that side because we really don't see it. Um, we really have just seen more from the uh, from the rebellion, so I think it's going to be really really cool. And uh, but no, the series that I have to go with is Loki. Um, yes, this series like it looks it looks like everything that I'm loving about Wandavision, yeah. except that it's all plot. Yeah. So I'm so so excited. So like we're you know we're getting the extra Marvel weirdness and uh, like between between the real world unexplained mysteries being explained by. Loki just happening to be there um, all the way to like how it's going to play to the, the MCU films in general. I'm just, I just can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, And, and again, this is another series that can make like huge moves just because of how much they can play with space and time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that the characters like who, you know, are dead might not stay dead in the MCU. And Honestly, if this was any other studio that was that you know that was doing that sort of thing, I would be worried about it. But with Marvel, I trust them to use you know that power with great responsibility. Oh, cheesy! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you agree? Like, yeah, like no, if I, any I, I other studio you. was playing around with the idea of bringing characters back from the dead, it would it would suck. But I think Marvel actually has the ability to do it in a, in the right way. I, I, you know what though? I think though if they could if they could introduce us to another iteration of a character that we've seen that that's more from comics and maybe not the right. traditional that I'm more interested in than resurrecting, a, you know, a, a Tony Stark or a, a Captain America, right? Like you know sure. what I mean? Like I just I don't know if I want to see like they've already done that story and they they gave that series a good send off. So I I feel like what we're what we're more bound to see is 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 the deepening in the multiverse. You know what I mean? And like right. I think I said on uh, one of the episodes of of our our Watch Club, you know, Winter Soldier Falcon series looks you know very much like. Uh, a replica of what you know a civil war you know or the winter soldier movie that the Rousseau brothers originally did um right. so it, you know that one's going to fit into the mcu pretty well it's going to be nice to see what what it touches on but i think loki to your point is going to deepen the multiverse the time the space and and really kind of set course for that because loki's dead right like loki's dead so he's dead he's coming back yeah but he's but like is it just to influence what the next course of events right like i think tom hiddleston will probably bow out at some point really i don't know i think he's back in i think he's back in for sure well i guess it's it'll it'll be i think this after we watch this season we'll we'll know that right we'll know yeah yeah Yeah. super stoked yeah justin how about yourself what is your top streaming show well again talking so heavily about it it is loki it is 100 percent loki i i think you know leaning hard and copping out on this whole geek thing you know uh not to say the choices that kevin i'm very interested in the you know the true crime stories and and uh you know anything along those lines but uh a hundred percent i think looking at that list and and just thinking about where where i'm at with wandavision i'm very excited for loki but i think we can all agree gents if season two of ted lasso comes out none of this matters (laughs) (laughs) you might be right you might be right uh let's move into our next category uh what games from 2021 are you excited to see kev let's start with you yeah yeah i hate to start off twice in a row but i think i have to start off on this just because i am kind of the uh on the bottom of the totem pole here um but uh i think the majority of my year or you know year in gaming will be finishing assassin's creed uh origins and moving on to play assassin's creed odyssey uh, and then I think I'm going to cave and probably do Spider-Man Miles Morales at some point. Nice. But uh, again, so I'll be way behind everything as new games come out. You know, looking at some of the titles coming out, if I were intrigued by one, uh, it was a game called 12 Minutes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this is yes. essentially a top-down thriller in which you have 12 minutes to solve a series of mysteries. Uh, basically, after your wife informs you that she's pregnant, you tell her you already know because this already happened. Then inform her that a man is coming to hurt them because he believes she killed her father. Uh, and essentially what you have to do, it's almost like a mini Groundhog Day. You have to keep reliving the same situation over and over until you can solve the problems 
that arise and move further and further along. Like it just sounds like such a cool concept. I love the look of it all being top down the way it is. And you'll sort of open up new rooms in your apartment and what, like I, they don't give too much away, but uh, if you have a chance, check out the two minute trailer. It looks really, really cool. So yeah, that that's one that I might check out, I think. And I mean, even the cast, Willem Dafoe, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. So they got some, uh, some heavyweights in that, uh, cast so that was pretty wow. cool to see too mm-hmm. that's crazy to get that much like you know star power behind the game that's pretty good and that was that was actually added like really late into development because they they only announced those names like like late last year uh or, you know you like almost wonder if it's December. just so good they're like we should put a little bit more mustard onto this bad boy you know Absolutely. as you discover what you have as you go so that's <laughs> i didn't know that so that cool. wasn't uh, an original sort of plan so that's cool yeah, I can't wait. It and Annapurna Interactive, like if you've not looked at their previous games, like they just make the most unique story-driven games that that uh, they they do so well with. Um, uh, so definitely, yeah, dude, oh, I can't wait to see what you think of that. Um, yeah, I, I in terms of the gaming category, I'm 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 sort of looking at you know I, I have the PS5 now, and I'm excited for what games are going to come in terms of like the graphic capabilities. Um, one game that I've, I've heard a lot of, and I actually haven't played the original, but I, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like on the PS5 is, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the follow-up yes. to that. It looks incredible from the, uh, from the, the trailers and the visuals that I, I've seen, the lighting, just the environment, uh, looks so pretty. Um, and I've heard great things about, um, the original, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah, I, you haven't played it yet. No, I have, I have it. I have it now. And okay. I, I might, I like once, like I finished Spider-Man and I think I'm going to go back. It's actually, this is also tied into a, another game that I, I found on the list. Um, but I've been playing God of War as well, uh, for, mm. I haven't finished that. And, uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming. Um, yeah, so that one I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. Same reason though, graphics and, and, and the story, uh, and stuff like that. And I know Nate, you're, you're a huge, uh, you're a huge God of War fan, so I, I know you feel yeah. me on that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but Nate, I'm, I am interested to hear because again, your category exists because of your uh, constant gaming influence to the geek-centric culture. So, uh, what what games are you looking forward to, man? Oh man, this was honestly this was probably the hardest category for me to narrow stuff down. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll quickly like just quickly list things you got far cry 6 you got gotham knights coming out which is i think is gonna be fantastic ghostwire tokyo uh little nightmares 2 is another really 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 good one for the spooky times um just ones that i I wanted to talk about like a little bit more though there's a game called it takes two and kevin i want you and sarah to play this game so bad or even justin you and angie like it's a it's a it's a um co-op game it's made by hazelight studios and hazelight um is uh, a studio that they only make co-op games. So they only make games that you can only play with another person. Uh, you can't even play it single player. Um, and it's super cool. So it's a game called It Takes Two. It's not like the 90s movie. Um, <laughs> it's about this couple that's, they're basically going through couples therapy and they are turned into dolls by a magic spell. And they're trapped in this fantastical world. And the graphics are very sort of almost claymation looking. Um, it looks like so much fun, but the tra- trailer just like the music choice for the trailer and just everything about it just looks like it's a ton of fun and i cannot wait uh to check it out so you definitely have to try it out that looks awesome Um, yeah right um other than that um and then of course you mentioned horizon forbidden west it's crazy that the studio that made kill zone like grew up making kill zone Mm -hmm. is making these horizon games and the new one just looks so good it looks so Uh, good Kina Bridge of Spirits um, looks like this incredible, like the graphics look unbelievable. Uh, And it almost looks like a Legend of Zelda game on PS5. Like if you were to just take Legend of Zelda PS5 graphics and star a female protagonist, it looks so, so great. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. Um, I just, I hope this game comes out this year. It's, it would be the sequel to the best game in the franchise, in my opinion. And there's rumors that you'll be able to play as Zelda herself, which I'm I'm just I can't wait to see how do they improve upon what they already have with Breath of the Wild, given that they're probably going to use that engine again. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Halo Infinite. Halo is like my favorite first person shooter franchise ever. And I think they've kind of 
lost their way a little bit narratively with the last couple games. Um, and this was supposed to launch with the Series X and S, but the gameplay and visuals got so much backlash from the community. Like, it looks so, so dated. And, and it does. It looks very Halo, um, which, I, you know, maybe I'm giving it a pass for, but I'm super stoked to see how they fix that game up, and hopefully it comes out this year. But, guys, I got to just say, the one that I'm most excited about, Justin, you already mentioned, God of War Ragnarok. And we don't even know if Ragnarok is the official title. In the reveal trailer, it just says Ragnarok is coming. But I have to say, God of War 2018 by Santa Monica Studios is such a masterpiece in gaming. Like, it holds the title of my second favorite storyline in a video game to date, next to The Last of Us Part Two. Um, but they pay attention to so many little details in the game. And it's 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 so good looking, but it, I would say it's rivaled only by Last of Us 2 or Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of like the details. Um, I just I have no clue how they're going to top themselves. I, I don't I don't think they I think they can make a game that's just as good, but not better. We'll have to see. Um, but also, I you know, again, much like a lot of the things we're going to be talking about on this list, I think it's going to get pushed to 22. Um, so I, I'm not too sure there. In which case, Ratchet and Clank will become my top of 2020. Oh but yeah, that one we'll I was uh, that one I'm excited for too, especially because right? of like the game engine and and uh, and what they're gonna do with with how just the loading times and and just things yeah. happening so much faster. So well, using using the ability to load new levels because of the solid state drive yeah, in the exactly. PS5 yeah. is is so cool yeah. to see that happening in real time. Yeah, the, and the, the game looks like a our movie dude yeah. like that's yeah it's very oh, clean it's very clean give it to me now <laughs> <laughs> anyways awesome. i wow. i just wanted to mention all of those things because i am so excited and i think i think 2021 is just another banger year for video games mm-hmm. like it just doesn't stop dude well now that we know that you're excited for every game that's coming out in 2021 and and you know what we know you're gonna buy every single one yeah yeah i've already um, pre-ordered all of these yeah but for our next category i would love to know what's something you can't wait to buy in 2021 nate why don't we start with you on this one if my money doesn't go all to games uh, then I, I will probably buy some more things. Um, of course, I got to give another shout out to Galaxy's Edge. Um, you know, we we talked about it in our previous podcast, and yeah. How we would how we went there at the beginning of the year for Kevin's wedding, and you know, it probably won't be this year though. So as much as I want Count Dooku's lightsaber, I'm gonna push it to 22, uh, and we'll we'll get it then because you know I don't have enough lightsabers. You guys, you have more lightsabers um, than General Grievous at this point, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe taking up smoking so I could become General Green. There you go. You know, just, um, but, uh, but no, uh, two things I want to mention really quickly, and then I'll get to my main one. So um, Jesse Hernandez is a toy designer uh, who oh, designs yeah. toys for Unruly Industries. And he is putting out um, two really, really fantastic statues. I've already got the Iron Man one, um, but he's putting out a Wolverine and Batman. Um, oh, yeah, we uh, saw this, yeah. Right? These... Yeah. these, these these statues that he's putting or these busts, busts I guess that he's yeah, putting out right yeah. and it fuses like Aztec inspired artistry with reimagined versions of these characters and I love how Wolverine like he's got him set up looking like a, a Dios de los Muertos like luchador yeah like skull and everything yeah, it's really and nice, it yeah. looks so detailed yeah. um, so definitely check out Jesse Hernandez I'm pretty sure he's on the the Instagrams and what have you but um, um, okay well let me just talk about the main thing that's coming out in 2021 that I I, I I probably shouldn't buy it, but I want it so bad. Uh, and it's a it's another statue by Sideshow Collectibles, and we've we talked about Sideshow again in the previous podcast with my my son, my uh, <laughs> my baby, my baby Yoda. Yeah. Um. But uh. But you know they are releasing um a another Mythos statue. Um. And so you know as you may know, I I love Star Wars, but. Every now and then, I find that Star Wars sometimes blends its blends into itself so much that it can become a little samey, especially with the things that I end up buying. You know, I'll look at you know something that I buy and I'm like, wow, that's just really much. That's really too similar to what I already have over here. Um, and so when I saw this statue, I got so excited. So Sideshow's Mythos line, um, their series is it's like fine art collectibles that allow you as the collector to imagine what could have been but never was Mm. and so their tagline for it is like myths meant to be initiated by the eye and completed in the mind it's you know a little cheesy but this is this is a darth maul mythos statue you gotta look it up it looks 
I, I think so I've seen cool. it. Was it uh, released recently? I think it's it's up for pre-order right now. So it's going to be coming out uh, soon. Uh, I don't think you can order it just yet. But it's it, so basically it features a dynamically posed Darth Maul with his robot legs. Yes, yes. Uh, and his black cloak is all like ripped. And, and he's leaping off a Sith temple statue of Palpatine as it crumbles beneath him. Like, it's so cool. That's awesome. That's right? So cool. And he's got interchangeable heads. So he's got one where his horns are short and then another one where when we meet him in the Clone Wars where he's looking all crazy yeah, and yeah, he's got yeah. his, you know, his long horns and Kenobi! Like, yeah. I just... No, I, I'm looking at the I, pictures now. It looks it right? looks insane. And so, and like, this is pretty large too, right? We're looking at like, yeah. you know... It's, it would be to scale with the Kenobi one that, that they put out uh, a while ago right. and I actually ended up getting in Chicago in oh, 2019. Oh, cool. Yeah, this will then so go like, good with that. Right, it would just be so perfect. Of course, I'd have to use the young Kenobi head with it. But the cool thing is, um, yeah, I, I, they, they're to scale. So, like, I'm thinking having one on one side of the couch, one on the other side of the couch. I don't know. Um, so this thing is the price of a couch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I, I don't. I listen. Here's the thing. I got enough couches in my house. I don't have enough Darth Maul Matthew statues. So, just saying. <laughs> oh man oh that's good kev what are you looking forward to buying in 2021 uh well i'm gonna go through uh, a few things here but i can guarantee that combined they won't even touch this darth <laughs> maul statue in terms of cost <laughs> um maybe some of our listeners have followed us over from the youtube channel over here yep. to uh, the podcast mm-hmm. uh and so i thought this would almost be a good time to talk to them uh, about uh, what's going on right now in the world of collectibles, and that is Funko Fair 2021, 2021 oh, yeah. Funko Fair. Uh, basically, this year they've gone with a nine-day event, uh, each with a different theme, and they're sort of giving their upcoming releases for different uh, popular categories and whatnot. Um, and so uh, I thought I'd quickly break down what they've announced so far and sort of highlight some of the things that I'm most excited for uh, in the world of Pops. So they opened with day one, uh, and the highlights from that day were uh, a few pieces from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I gotta say, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a nice movie moment with the Emperor and his thing. Like, something completely different than every pop we got from that sequel trilogy. Do you really need 20 different of the same character, you know? Yeah. Kevin, there's a 10-inch Babu Frick. Come on. <laughs> true, true, Come true, on. true. That saves it for that, me. I feel like that's going to sell like crazy. Like that's going to be one of their big sellers for that. That's Baby Yoda 2021 right there. There yes. you go. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Imagine you get a sideshow collectible version of Babu Frick. That'd be dope. Yeah, you I would. just pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in terms of like Star Wars, that's usually like that's my biggest collection and, and to see those pops i was just kind of like like i liked ben's pose like ben solo's pose he kind of has that like you know when the lightsaber gets tossed to him it's like ta-da you know what sure. i mean like yeah. that yeah. moment yeah that's the exact moment yeah. yeah um and like the ray with the crosshabers that's that's cool but to your point like it, a moment would have been better for a, a release for for this movie like something or different even, and you know even just like a palpatine with like the the him attached that's right. what, that's I, wanted. That's what I wanted yeah that would have been oh, yeah. so cool yeah um but then uh, day two was anime day so i i survived two days without worrying about buying anything um and they did show a few new pokemon but uh, i'm so far behind nah. in that one i don't know Ooh. if i'm can i air can i air a grievance that i have with funko I'm just I'm looking at these new Pokemon ones. Yes, super cool. Psyduck, sign me up. Meowth, let's go. But but you have to do the 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 silver version and the gold version of Bulbasaur and Pikachu. Like it just seems so lazy. Like I get it that people are gonna buy these things, but but I also think that also speaks to the sense of of how we collect. Like I'm collecting a lot of Star Wars because I love Star Wars, right? But like everything else I collect, I don't even collect in full sets. Right. So like if you're just going to collect all of the three inch or four inch uh, Pokemon figures and that's your collection and they're and they're they're traditional, then that in itself is a collection. It doesn't mean you need to have every single one. Right. So if you want those iterations in those versions, 100 percent you're entitled to. And there is a huge fan base. But I think it's like. Sometimes you can collect just for the sake of what you want to collect rather than the collection dictating what you should collect. Do you know what I mean? Amen. Amen. So that's a very poignant point on Pops. (laughs) And that was a hell of an alliteration. Um, um, 
Day three, day three starts to get my uh, my motor running a little bit more. Uh, it's sports day, so I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, the WWE series is doing, um, uh, they're finally releasing a ring. Yeah, so I sweet. am 100% going to need that for the middle of my <laughs> wrestling collection. That'll look wicked up there. Yeah. Um, and I love that it's not one of those moments, because it does come, I believe, with the Rock and Stone Cold, but they're not planted into the ring. They're not no. permanent, so you can put whoever you want. Um, yeah. But also on sports day, uh, the, the next wave of Major League Baseball players, and yes. boom, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., we finally <laughs> get a Blue Jay pop. I've been dying for this one for like six years now. So yeah. to get a Blue Jays great, I think after we win three World Series in the next five years, there's going to be lots of Blue Jays pops coming out. So I'm stoked for that. Uh, day four uh, was Marvel. Thank goodness I do not collect this series because I think there's probably three or four hundred Marvel pops. Um, now, day five was movies, uh, and they seem to have a real strong focus on the 90s here. We're getting um, cool runnings. Uh, we're getting really uh, yeah so far it's just um the guy with the egg and john candy's character but uh sanka and yeah and irv blitzer <laughs> so see nate you'll you'll grab those right like you'll yeah you'll i'll pick those up those, yeah. i'll get the whole team are you kidding me yeah if they did a bobsled yes. i'd get that and and john oh candy gosh. for sure and but then they, get the swedes in I there wonder, <laughs> i wonder if that's how they're going to do the the remaining three. Oh, so yeah. they'll be in the bobsled cool yeah oh yeah i can't wait yeah no they're a lot of fun i mean i the white man can't jump has got a couple coming out but uh the 90s movie that they're doing that I'm most excited for is 100% The Mummy. Rick and Evelyn look really great with the sword and the the torch, but then The Mummy with the the still not fully that's formed so face. Cool, right? It's a wicked that's looking sick. mold, yeah. And that's, that's one of so my favorite cool. movies from the late 90s. I love The Mummy. One more uh, set, not from the 90s they did, was actually for uh, uh, Fast and Furious 9. And yes. you've got like a really pumped up Vin Diesel. And then you got John Cena with like a full head of hair, which absolutely must be a wig. Uh, but uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> On the pop? Of, uh, no, just as, as oh, an okay. actor, because that guy's yeah, losing yeah. his hair by the day. But uh, I know one of our listeners, Mike Hogan, uh, actually said he's excited for that one just, just to get Cena with the hair. So uh, moving along quickly here. Day six was TV. This was one I was looking forward to. Um, there's Frasier. Uh, you got uh, Fraser, Niles. You got Martin uh, and uh, Eddie. Fraser is such a good show. Criminally yeah. underrated, not by award standards. It won every award for a lot of its yeah, nine-year it run. It was really but, good writing on TV. Man. Yeah, but funny. I mean, Friends kind of dominated with our age group, you know. But watching Fraser, man, that is a smart show. Smart, yes. smart stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, obviously, the highlight of the day, this is probably what I was looking forward to most throughout the entire thing, we get some office pops, and we finally round out the entire cast and crew of the main characters. You've got Phyllis, you've got Oscar, <laughs> you've got Ryan, both pre-job uh, promotion to corporate, and, and then post, post with yeah. the blonde hair when he's in yeah. his downward spiral. <laughs> Gotta get both of those. Um, but then, woo, Creed, and not one, not two, but three different molds of Creed. And I love the one with the mung beans. That's yeah, great. Just in the yeah, yeah. 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 They smell like death, but they're very nutritious. Dude, I love the idea, Kevin, of like you missing out on the pre-orders for these, and then you have to meet someone in some back alley and be like, so you, you got the Phyllis? You got the Phyllis for me? Well, I did miss out on uh, on uh, the Creed ones, the, the specials, oh, no. so I'm going to have to pay through the teeth for them they sold out within an hour of the announcement really wow. yeah wow. yeah wow. they're exclusive to one store i'd never really even heard of it or bought pops from there i went on and they were all sold out so i got yeah. orders for all the other ones but uh mm -hmm. um but there was also another tv an animated tv pop that was announced this day that i think yes. uh, just you might have uh Oh, yeah, I pre-ordered that about. sucker as soon as you sent it to me. Uh, yeah, they announced uh, finally for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original series, their original animated series, they are doing a Krang. And, like, not just the brainy Krang. Krang in his robot suit. Like, it's going to be, it looks <laughs> epic. And you know wow. what I appreciate about this pop is that it kind of fits the old mold. Just because of the look. Yes, it looks like yeah. it'll go right in with the other ones. That's what I, I mean. Was so it's say not that. like 
I just got the, uh, you know, last episode I was saying my, the most, the one that I was excited for was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from, from the original movie. And I just got those and like looking at them, they are so dynamic and so well done, like in terms of pops. And when you put them next to the other ones, it's so great to see the evolution of Funko, um, but what's nice is that at least with Krang, he's going to fit in with that original series really, really nicely. Um, so I'm I'm super, super stoked to uh, to get my hands on that. Um, Do you think that little Krang is removable? I, well, that's what I'm wondering that too. Like, does cool. he come yeah. out? That would be cool. Yeah. Um, the only other things that I was I was actually really excited about um, because yeah, I, I've picked up a couple unruly uh, sculpts, uh, some of their from their their sneaker collection. Um, I was gifted one, the Thanos that you guys got me designed by, uh, Joe Delagata, uh, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I also picked up, uh, this, this past year, uh, uh, the Deadpool, uh, Black Panther and Miles Morales, um, figures that were designed by Tracy Tubra, man, the molds on those are so good. So it makes me want to buy a few more from Unruly because like they're go. really unique. Yeah, I absolutely love the uh, the the Stan Lee that they're coming out with. Um, I think we we must have I think we've shared it with each other. Um, I, I think you guys know it's it's him kind of like in an action pose on a page of a comic book. Um, yes, it's absolutely great. Like it's just it has the right amount of like Stan and like animated, and it's like such a cool representation because it kind of reminds me of uh, when he cameoed into the Spider Verse. It really yeah. reminds me of that. It looks um, a lot like that, right? Yeah, exactly. And just the action pose of like him being a hero. I think it's it just celebrates Stan really, really. Well, he's he's doing the superhero landing yeah. pose like from Deadpool, right? Like yeah, exactly. So so cool. Yeah, it's a and, really uh, nice dude. looking piece. Yeah, uh, it was uh, sculpted by uh, Gabriel. Gabriel Sores, and it's painted by Emily Barr. So this is like a, a like a collaboration, right? Like it's cool. it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it just it looks like it. It's gonna. It's such a good way to honor him, right? Yes. Like just in the sense of like, I think I think you know he he would have really dug it, and uh, and and yeah, it's just it's yeah. so cool, and I I do like how it's he's standing on more of a generic comic book, yes. right? Because I I think to sort of pin him down into any single no. one, because he always said you know in 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 uh in in interviews that like you know they're all like his babies yeah right like he yeah. couldn't just choose one like yeah. i think he really enjoyed spider-man but like of course um and fantastic yeah, i mean Four. it's such a really it, well the, what yeah. it speaks to is his his impact on comics right and it's exactly. just done well, he's literally a, punching a comic exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah and he's and he's and he's you know just represented in a very traditional cartoon sort of lovable way i was kind of disappointed i didn't get any of the funko pops of him, yeah, and like yeah. if you try to find any of them, they're super expensive. Um, so I'm like, you know, this is this is something that's different that will pay respect, and I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I, I might I might be I might be picking that up this year. Might Very be cool. That up this year, okay, this is it, guys. This is a big one. This is our big okay. category. I know we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, and this one was actually incredibly impacted by the pandemic, and that is, of course, movies. You know, given that this has been such a big year that's been delayed by this pandemic, I think it's fair that we have more than one option here, obviously, something, you know, that we can kind of sink our teeth into a little bit more. Um, I got to say, you know, Mortal Kombat recently, uh, yeah. some, some footage showed up. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that, man, especially from what I've, I've been hearing. Uh, just the commitment from from the, the director to really kind of pay respect and do it in a very serious way um you know really kind of flush it out uh, i'm excited to see what they're going to do I, i'm more excited too with with hbo max as a whole though because yeah. this is going to be a big year for them because they're going to be releasing uh movies in theaters and on streaming simultaneously and i think they're gonna they're gonna dominate they're gonna they're gonna dominate pretty hard uh in this category for for 2021 uh by just giving customers more options of how they can enjoy their content they're also gonna kill movie theaters in the process but but uh, i don't think know. so i honestly don't think so like no i know they, that's it's opening up a whole can of worms i know it is in terms of us discussing about it sure but i think that, i think that there's still going to be room for for the movie theater experience because there's still people that love to go to movie theaters yeah i'll it never is an stop experience. going yeah. yeah i mean nor will i right but if i don't need to go and see space jam in right. theaters maybe i'll stream that do you know what i mean like yeah. i I, yeah, I don't yeah. need to spend that money. i'd rather spend that money 
to be at home than to do that. And I, and I will, that's the other thing too, is that HBO max is only really kind of working in the States right now. So that means that the U S is entitled to this theater and live platform sort of release. We here in Canada are going to have to pay for it. I think by that standard, a lot of people internationally are going to have to pay for it if it is available. You know, they're going to make a lot of money internationally off of off of this, right? It, at the same time, so it could be smart for them. That's why I think that they're they, there's strategy to it. But yeah, you know, like in terms of in terms of movies, again, that's that's probably one of many Mortal Kombat. Um, I know that's that's definitely on my top ten list of things I want to see. You know, the ninety nine the, the nineteen ninety five movie is so terrible, but also just delightful in a cheesy way. It's you know one of those classic just bad movies that you can't help but love. But to see a rated R Mortal Kombat with a bit more of a serious tone, we're gonna get some gory fatalities. Like I think they're gonna go and try and with the the R rating they'll be able to highlight some of the things that work so well with the game better than anything has in the past so i'm definitely stoked for that one and if they take any cues from like the most recent mortal kombat game it was it was actually really really good for what i played of it and i've heard people who have finished that game and just said the storyline in the game is fantastic so you know to to hear that coming from a mortal kombat game is is encouraging for this and i also just think the cast that they're getting for this in terms of the different like fighting skills from these people um i think is going to be really really cool and i think it's going to make for a lot of fun um another movie from the hbo max series like i'm excited for dune but i'm excited to see dune in theater as an example of when we're talking yes. about the, yeah. the, the 100%. streaming versus theater like i wouldn't buy that and watch that on hbo max until after i had seen it in theater and experienced that way and i think that's the difference of understanding a filmmaker's intention and where they want to i don't think they should feel apprehensive about putting it on streaming and and it being like i think there's enough people that care about their craft that they're going to go to the theaters and see this movie the only thing i'm worried about justin i feel like it might get it might get a repeat of the blade runner 2049 situation where not enough people are going to go see it like again as starved as people might be for cinematic movie experiences i feel like it it might not hit the mark for the general audiences and that just kind of that freaks me out a little bit that being said i'm i'm still planning on enjoying it just as much though yeah, no, like I, I think you're right, Nate. I think something like Suicide Squad, even with the relative uh, low reception to the one a few years ago, I think this one will put more butts in seats than something like Dune, whether that's justified or not. But, but uh, speaking of Suicide Squad, that's certainly one I know I'm looking forward to, just to sort of because that was one of the worst comic book movies in the last ten years at least. So, like, uh, go at it, try it again in your sort of reboot sequel. Reboot cool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and with with James Gunn being attached, like yes. you can literally like you can literally see the trailer now like from the, you know, from the director that brought you Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I'm sure Marvel's going to be okay with them playing with that and and having fun with that. Um They don't need to. They don't need no? to. No, they don't, don't think they don't so? need to attach everyone knows who James Gunn is because of the sure. success of And Guardians he's of the like Galaxy. one of the more participatory directors in terms of Twitter and everything out there and and like and he's been blowing a lot of smoke up his own butt for this one. I think he's pretty proud of it. Like he does sound like he he's he's like excited for people to see it, which is <laughs> He saved them. That's why. You know what you I know, mean? Like hey. he's probably saved he's probably saved, you know, their their failed attempt, right? And Suicide Squad being another one of those, you know, I think a trend that we're going to see in 2021, movies that play into streaming shows, right? Like we've mm, got the, yes. the the streaming show that's going to be coming off of it um, with with John Cena, right? So like the fact that we're we're going to see that, um, yeah, I'm stoked to see how they work it all in. I hope I hope it's the first DC movie that actually uh, makes me super happy because I thought that was going to be 1984 Wonder Woman, but it was not. So. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and I, I think that you know again that's another film that's coming to both HBO Max and theaters same day. So yeah. it's it's pretty crazy to think something like Suicide Squad might find both sides being very interested in both options. So and what other movies are on your list, Kev? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, I, I liked the first Godzilla. I don't know why everyone hates on that one so much. Like, Did you like number two, though? Uh, number two was okay in terms yeah. of monsters fighting each other, but... Number two is number two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't love the 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 characters, their decisions. I liked Gareth Edwards' take on doing a Godzilla movie. 
and and Kong Skull Island was really good. I thought. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, I yeah. did like. I actually really enjoyed that. I, you know, especially coming off like I really am a huge fan of Peter Jackson's King Kong, but I like the the monster yeah. the monster horror sort of side and you know creating the universe, if you will, as they're as they're doing with this. But yeah, look the tra- new, the new trailer that dropped on Sunday uh, looks looks really good. Yeah, it looks if you want to watch two giant monsters in a city beat the crap out of each other, it's gonna do it. You know. But are you gonna pay to watch that at home? Or are you gonna go to a theater? Like I think it got pushed back to May twenty first now, but that's sort of where they're aiming for. I don't think theaters will be open here by then, so I won't have a choice. I would prefer to go to the theater. March twenty fifth. I saw that that one got moved. I mean, I found it would really hard. You'd look at three different websites, and they'd have three different sure. dates for certain movies. Yeah, that's, right? That is that is true. That is like true. another one like that that just got pushed back the other day is No Time to Die. Uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited for that one, but I'm not getting my hopes up yet as it's been moved back basically a full calendar year at this point. Yeah, but so. they, they really need their return on investment on that one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I Yeah, think that- I'm fine with that. It looks great. So I'm fine yeah. waiting for a good movie in the right situation if they want to make money. I'm fine <laughs> waiting. I'm patient. One more on my not quite top of the list, but that I'm interested in uh, is actually probably the first big movie to come out, uh, which is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, yes. which I believe drops March 5th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so I'm definitely excited for that. As I mentioned in, in our previous episode, like I think it's going to represent ancient China better than Mulan did. Yes. So it being a premier access, I'm totally fine with because I think it's actually going to be worth it. Um, and dude, it's giving me Avatar The Last Airbender vibes. So let's go. Well, let's they, go Disney. they've actually had to speak out on that. And the, the creator said that the, they hadn't seen Avatar until after sure. they came up with a lot of the concepts. And then he went I'm in sure. and watched the show and said, oh, I love it. And if I'm going to get comparisons to that, I take it as a badge of honor. Awesome. And it seems like, though, it's not necessarily based in, like, current times, though, right? No, it's mystic ancient China. Picture, like, ancient Greece with the gods and everything like that, right? Like, it's a mythical sort of telling of a story where magic and stuff exists, you know? From the latest trailer, it seems to really blend a lot of cultures to really kind of show, like, a little bit of everything in the world or wherever we are in this movie. But yeah, I'm excited to see it, Nate. I'm, I was, like, I saw the trailer. It looks stunning. Oh, I can't wait. Obviously, there's a lot to look forward to, but I have three movies that sort of stand out the most for me. Um, you know, in this day and age, you get so many action movies, superhero movies. A lot of them feel very much the same. And so anytime I can get a Wes Anderson movie thrown into the mix, I'm excited. Uh, the French <laughs> Dispatch, great cast as always. Wes Anderson always knocks it out of the park. So my next choice, I never thought I would say I was looking forward to this guy's movie, but uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Tom Hanks is Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, Austin Butler as Elvis. Uh, he's mostly a Disney Channel regular, uh, but uh, we would have most recently seen him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tom Hanks in anything, I'm, I'm down. Uh, and then it's just such an interesting time in music, and you're going to get probably some really fun character characterizations of like B.B. King and Little Richard. And, and Elvis is honestly one of the greatest performers of all time. I love him, and so I'm excited for that one. Uh, and then... Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I hope we get it this year, but uh, I just think that yeah. Jason Reitman taking over the mantle from his father. Apparently, he showed his dad, and his dad uh, burst into tears with just such joy and That's pride. Awesome. And so, you know, especially after the disappointment that was the the reboot uh, a few years back, I'm looking forward to continuing the actual original story with the characters and everything like that. Because yeah. that that reboot had nothing in terms of you know, being a, uh, even even atmospherically sort of creepy. And you're dealing with ghosts and stuff. Get in it, yeah. you know, get into yeah, yeah. it. It was, it was too jokey and hokey. So getting a little balance to that will be a lot of fun. But yeah, again, there's like, what, a hundred movies and you guys are going to talk about more. So I'd love to see what you guys are most excited for. Uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and start with what you're most excited for movie-wise in 2021? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you guys, Kev, you mentioned a ton of them, which is awesome. Uh, do no time to die justin you mentioned suicide squad um i got a few that are are maybe a little bit different of course raya as i mentioned i'm just so stoked for yeah um i'm excited to see if black widow if we get it on that premium access i hope we do uh there's a rumor that we'll see that in in may on premium access and they'll just bite the bullet i gotta say i'm super stoked for luca um Mm. you know soul coming out was my top movie of of 2020 um and uh, and Luca being Pixar's next film, I think just looks absolutely beautiful. It's a uh, it's a celebration of of Italy, and it looks like a whole new animation style for Pixar. So 
I think it's going to be a really, really unique film and another kind of new animation style for, for an established studio that is beloved um, is coming from Studio Ghibli. Uh, they're going to be putting out a movie called Earwig and the Witch, uh, which is their full first full CGI film, um, which I love Studio Ghibli stuff. Um, Princess Mononoke is one of my favorite of their films or, or Howl's Moving Castle or uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, right. And so, so yeah, so to, to see this, full CGI. It, it looks it looks a little weird. Um but the character design is I think Studio Ghibli's strongest attribute. So to see that done in CG is gonna be interesting. Antlers, I think, looks <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait for that. Because I just want to be grossed out. Um and I, I'm super stoked. And speaking of being super scared, Candyman, I think is another really, really cool horror film um that's gonna be coming out uh next year. Uh that was pushed back. A documentary that I'm really, really stoked for is The Beatles Get Back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, we talked a little bit about uh, Peter Jackson, Justin, you mentioned with King Kong, but his the work that he can do with his team on restorations of old footage, like, there was that World War um, One movie, I think. I'm upset I didn't see it. My brother and my dad, my dad never goes to, to movies in the theater if he doesn't have to. Um, yeah. But uh, they went and saw this in both said it was just fantastic so yeah definitely check out they shall not grow old if you get a chance to see what we're talking about because it that footage looks like it was shot yesterday and the the preview on disney plus for the beatles get back looks like it was shot yesterday like i feel more connected with these these people that you think are legends and infamous and they're just dudes like yes they're they're insanely talented but they're just dudes at the end of the day and you get to see their life and and what they're all about and just super cool. Quiet Place 2. Oh, um, yeah. Right? We saw the trailer for it, and it has, like, jump scares just in the trailer alone. And I remember I remember what it was like watching it in theaters. And just, you know, I know this sounds dumb and cliche, but it was, honestly, it was a quiet place. Like, it was so quiet in that theater. Yeah, I just, I'm interested to see how they do that with the second one that's already completely done. Um, but the movie that I'm going to go with, guys, as my top anticipated movie of 2021 i don't think it's gonna i think it's gonna get pushed back but it's got to be the next spider-man movie um Mm. you know i i think both both of the tom holland spider-man movies have been so wonderful and entertaining and the fact that it seems that they're going with a live action multi-verse gets me so hyped i cannot wait jamie fox coming back as electro it's like okay yeah jamie fox is electro but but alfred molina Coming back as Doc Ock, I mean, come still on. one of the best comic book mm-hmm. movie villains of all time. He was yeah, so absolutely. good, absolutely. Yeah, right. And if this could set up a live action Miles Morales, you know, we talked about how we feel that the Marvel universe is sort of. We talked about in our WandaVision Watch Club how they're setting up. Justin, you mentioned they're setting up Young Avengers. They're setting mm-hmm. up the next iteration. And if this if this third Spider Man movie really pushes into more of a Miles Morales Spider Man for the future. Ah, oh, let's go. I'm so excited. It says it's going to come out in December. I don't believe them, but no, we'll see. No, I, I think because of that December date, it might actually happen. December is a safe day. We'll be seeing that in theaters on... Uh, <sighs> let's go. Let's yeah. go. Um, just a couple other movies on my list, other than obviously the HBO Max that I was talking about before. Uh, Eternals, another... Marvel movie. I really want yeah. to know what this is all about. Uh, especially yeah, because we, we get, haven't like, seen not even a, Nothing. Not even well, like it was a to be, It was supposed to be... Yeah, this, this, the reason why this one's on my list is because this one should have been out in November of 2020, which means they would have already wrapped shooting and um and and already been in, in post upon, uh, upon, you know, pandemic hitting. But makes me wonder if they're, you know, having to do reshoots or they've done reshoots or, or something like that, which is prolonged and push this and and obviously with covid times um so i, I just want to know what this movie's about though uh a hundred percent another marvel movie obviously shang chi uh i i and 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 the ten rings um you know simu lee toronto based actor really excited yeah. to to see uh to see this movie and see if it can do the same thing black panther did for black culture shang chi can do that for asian culture and really yeah. kind of uh, hone in on that but i think on the top of my list is green knight uh <laughs> yes okay i didn't oh. mention it because i thought you oh. might yeah yes oh, let's I, go I really let's go justin this. and i'm a huge fan of david lowry's work uh you know the fact that he's directing it and writing it uh it'll gonna be interesting to see what what comes up of it because the visuals in the trailer are stunning 
Dude, and Joel Joel Edgerton being in this, yes. I'm stoked for. <laughs> yeah. And Dev Patel, you got Slumdog Dev Millionaire Patel, yeah. himself, Dev Patel, yeah. uh, rocking the 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 main character here. I just, you know what? To your point, Justin, this this has to be a movie that they're gonna have to re-crank out the marketing for because yeah. I think a lot of people have already forgotten about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but you know, I love I love all the stuff that comes from this uh, this studio. So I uh, yeah. I'm so stoked. It's gonna be awesome, and Kevin's gonna hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hate it. I won't hate it. I won't see it. Well, guys, we're at our last topic. Topic number five. Here we go. All right, here we go. So just like in our last episode, we ended by uh, bashing what we, we didn't really appreciate from 2020. Uh, disappointment. <laughs> didn't appreciate it, putting it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry, Greyhound fans, but that movie sucked. I'm talking about you specifically, Feltham. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, he harped on me for that one. But I thought it would be fun to, you know, with the foresight of, of looking forward and, and looking at tw- what's coming out in 2021, what do we think... Or what do we anticipate is going to blow absolute chunks in 2021? I, I can start this list if Nasty. you'd like, guys. Go ahead, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll start from the bottom. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, I feel like this could be in that realm. For my second movie, this is one that I feel like, I hope it doesn't suck, but I could see it sucking, and that is Space Jam 2. Um, yes. You know, I, yeah, I, I, no, it, I have that on my list. Okay. You know, because... Yeah, because yeah, the original but, isn't good. Yeah, it's nostalgic, no. not good. Yeah, yeah it's nostalgic. So it's going to be yeah, a bad movie, and there's going to be like it's been way too long. Yeah, it's been like Ugh. 24 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, LeBron's been a superstar in the world for 13 years. This movie could have come out 13 years ago and been more relevant than it'll be today. I just, it's going to bomb. Right. I mean, it's it's it was unique to see that animation with live action back in the day. That was a huge thing. That was like, wow, how are they doing that? But now we see, you know, seeing the trailer for that Tom and Jerry movie that, yes. it, you know, I think is also going to just absolutely blow chunks <laughs> does not get me excited for animation mixed with live action uh, for, for Space Jam. Absolutely. Um, I think the top of my list, though, is got to be Morbius. This Jared yeah. Leto vampire from the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I just because feel it's like that's a pure Sony film, right? That's not it is. like, and they're trying to incorporate Spider-Man into it, like Tom Holland somehow, or he's going to be referenced, or it exists in the universe. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be bad. I think it's gonna yeah, be really it's bad. it's a Sony movie. It's not going to be very good. <laughs> What's frustrating about them doing a Venom and a Morbius is them trying to hold on to the Spider-Man franchise without releasing it to Marvel. They want to hang on to it because they know it's a cash cow, but I don't know. It's just... I'm seeing Variety showing that it's coming out in October of this year, but everything else I'm reading says it was pushed to 2022. So maybe maybe you don't have to read. Maybe you don't even have to worry about. It. <laughs> well, maybe. But e- either yeah. way, if it's coming out this year, if it's coming out next, it looks like it's going to be yeah. awful. Oh, it looks no. like it's going to be bad. So yeah, what's on your list, guys? Kev? Uh, well, you already mentioned Space Jam. I think uh, that one's just not going to be very good. Um, I, for TV, I put Hawkeye. Um, oh, really? I just think honestly, one of these Disney Plus shows is going to suck. You know, with, I think that's going to be the best one. Oh, uh, it might, may be right, <laughs> given that like it'll surprise no, people. I know, I know. But uh, no, I just think that one is the most boring character in the MCU to get a show. I don't know. Like, I feel I'm, like this is going to give him depth, though. Yeah, to Justin's point, giving it depth. I think this is going to be the first series that makes us cry. I think we're going to cry. I think something really sad is going to happen. I mean, dude. Look at the look at what happened with this family, right? I know it kind of gets reversed, but like, yeah, they're back. He, they text them. It's all fine. They're you know, <laughs> still though. That first that first gut punch moment of Endgame is just if they can pull that kind of stuff off, dude. Okay, go. you got a big heart for Hawkeye. I think what really is gonna disappoint, uh, and it, it's actually it would actually be on my list of most anticipated of the year if it wasn't that I just cannot see this going well and that is matrix uh the fourth movie in the matrix series uh again like the first one is just so good uh i remember really? liking the second one when i was younger uh but rewatches over the last five ten years have not been kind to that movie it has not aged well and it's just terrible i just think the Wachowskis haven't made anything good since maybe V for Vendetta, if you want to say that's good. 
but probably since the first Matrix. Everything else they've touched. Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending. Just steaming piles. Dude, <laughs> Speed Racer is awesome. Kevin, let's fight. Oh, I'm telling no. you right now, dude. Future, future movie combat, maybe. <laughs> let's go. Uh-huh. But like, they couldn't even do sequels to The Matrix well. Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions are just, you know, turds in a pile. Yeah, I feel like the Wachowskis, there's... there's there's merit in their intention of the sort of storytelling they want to do, but I feel like, to your point, Kevin, their success was really The Matrix, and I think more more or less they were lucky. They got lucky with those, and everything else that they've been, you know, awarded to like kind of produce and make and direct has, has kind of fallen hugely short. It's going to disappoint, unfortunately. But again, because I'm I'm also anticipating it, I'm. I, this is one I, I hope I'm wrong on, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Nate, what's on your list of chunks to be blown Yo, in 2021? All these, <laughs> these are going to be the biggest chunks. Like, you know, like when you sit down and it's just like, well, that's half the bowl full. Like, that's essentially <laughs> going to be these movies. Um, I mean, listen, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be worth a, a fun laugh. I might even go see it in the theaters if we're if we're able to when it comes out. But um, I think Fast Nine is going to be terrible. Obviously, I think that's. I mean, that's not really a hot that's take. That's a given. That's a uh, given. right. It's okay. Okay. Bad. Fine. It's going to be entertaining, I, it's, but it's going to be it's, bad. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a laugh addict kind of movie, right? Yes. So, um, if you know that being said, we may have already seen the movie if you just watch the trailer. So, well, yes, um, I agree with <laughs> we'll that. We'll just we'll watch that. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, Space Jam: A New Legacy. I think is going to be terrible. Um, I honestly think Godzilla versus Kong is just not going in the right direction for me. I think, um, you know, it's going to be a fun popcorn movie, but it'll be nothing more. And I think, but isn't that all you need from a movie called Godzilla versus Kong? No, it ain't Shakespeare, baby. It's (laughs) but but no. But here's the thing: what Gareth Edwards did with Godzilla was awesome. Yes, I I just want to go deeper with that. I don't. I don't want it to be as. as, But it's just a giant radioactive lizard. What? How deep can you go? To Nate's, to Nate's point, you know, having like an, a story in the first one, it's now just become what it is, which is just a monster movie. Whereas yeah. they in the first one, they tried to make a story around a monster movie and around a, a monster attack. Very similar to like something like Cloverfield or something like that. Right. Like, but I know. think I think it'll retain its fun because it is embracing it. Right. Yes. It's not, I yeah. think it's going to avoid the Wonder Woman 1984 thing of not knowing what it is. It's going to absolutely know what it is. I just don't like what it's become. Hmm. Um, uh, Cruella. I think is going to be another Disney Plus dud. I think I think it's going to go the way of like Lady and the Tramp yes, or Godmother. Exactly like, what I was going like, to say. It'll release and people will be like, oh, I guess that came out. I don't know. Justice League Snyder Cut is yeah. going to be four hours long. Yes. <laughs> so so nope on that one. Um, I but the one that about I, that one, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like, and I think I think everyone is is hopefully going to forget about it. But my top movie that is going to blow chunks. I'm telling you guys. Stay far away from it. It's a movie that's probably already been done for years. They don't have to worry about the product placement because I don't think they'll have products in it. But it's called Chaos Walking. Okay? This this movie, this is more, this is just more Twilight level, young adult, live action garbage. And I can't believe that our precious boy, Tom Holland, and our beautiful, beautiful girl, Daisy Ridley, are involved in Chaos Walking, okay? Like, let me just, here, let me just quickly, this is the, the, the plot, okay? In Prentice Town, okay, Todd, uh, yeah, has been brought up to believe that the spackle <laughs> released a germ that killed all the women and unleashed noise on the remaining men. After discovering a patch of silence out in the swamp, his surrogate parents immediately tell him that he has to run, leaving him with only a map of New World, which I guess is the name of the where he is, and a, a message uh, and, ma- and many unanswered questions. He soon discovers that the source of the silence is a girl named Viola. Like, God. I listen. I know not every movie is made for yeah, it me. Sounds like a okay? Twilight. I get it, uh, and there's there's going to be an audience for this. It just upsets me so much that these actors are 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 dabbling in this dribble. Like, I guess honestly, I really do think that you're going to see this at the bottom of a lot of Rotten Tomatoes list. It, that's my prediction. Chaos Walking. I'm not looking forward to it. Call me a hater. Whatever. 
But oh man, if you were gonna, if I was gonna bet on any of these sucking, that might be my my new favorite <laughs> pick. <Right? Jeez>. That, yeah. <laughs> just watch watch the trailer, please. Just watch the trailer. You're gonna just you'll be upset that you wasted that time. <laughs> but you, you know how it's gonna go. One of these movies is actually gonna be like, hell, that was all right, and one of the ones yeah. we're most excited for is just gonna fall gonna flat suck. like a yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well. Only time will tell as to which movie will suck more. Um, but that's it for us, guys. We would love to hear from you and find out what you're excited about for 2021. Is it an upcoming streaming show? Is it an upcoming collectible? Any movies? Would you rather stream it or would you rather watch it in a theater? Let us know. You can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, five stars is the minimum rating. The minimum, you guys. The absolute minimum that you can give there. So please, rate, review, let us know what you think. Because as always, we are geek-centric, and you can be too, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geek-centric. Follow us on Twitter at geek-centric-yt, and follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Nate, I know that you're, you're getting the twitch back up and running um yeah. what are you going to be streaming over the next few days yes next few days obviously we're going to continue with super mario sundays so if you want to see me play super mario 35 or super mario 64 come Ooh. say hello it's a lot of fun i'm very bad at both of those games um <laughs> but uh but coming up soon i am super stoked i'm going to be streaming the very first xbox series x exclusive title uh next generation title called the medium uh, which is on Game Pass. It actually comes out tomorrow as of this recording. So if you have Game Pass, it's already there. Just download it. It's uh, it's a super cool horror story that literally has a split screen down the middle. And you see your character in both the real world and this uh, this horrific demon world. So it's going to be really, really fun to play uh, and check out. So if, you, if you're interested in it, come stop by the stream, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Uh, we'll see you there. Yeah, head over to Twitch, show Nate some love. Um, that's it for us. Next week, Kev will be hosting. Kev, Ooh. we got any ideas for uh, what we'll be anticipating for next week, or are we going to be left in suspense? Uh, I'm going to uh, challenge you guys to a game. I won't uh, give anything away. Ooh. I'll, I'll uh, keep the suspense Ooh. until next week. But yeah, I'm going like- to challenge you to a game, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. All I can say is, Justin, you're going down. There we go. Probably. I'm, I'm really bad at games. <laughs> Extra points for Smack Talk, boys. <laughs> uh, so you have to tune in uh, next week to see what game Kev has in store for us. But before that, we do have our ongoing Watch Club series for WandaVision, which we drop every Monday. So be sure to check that out this week. But until then, Kev, Nate, thank you for joining me for today's Look Forward episode. But until next week, as we say, love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.